This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about exercises to improve your posture and discuss a know yourself better question. Do you relax better at home or away? I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, my sister, the sage. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, I just sat up straighter when you said we were going to be talking about posture. I realized I was slumping. <laughs> yes, yeah, stay tuned. Um, but before we leap in, remember, Leap Day is coming. Yes, Leap Day happens once every four years. And this year it's on a Saturday. So it could be something fun. I really want to plan something, but I have not planned anything yet. But I do want to plan something. And so be thinking of your Leap Day. It's a, it's a minor holiday that can be fun to celebrate. Yes. Yes. I know someone whose birthday is Leap Day. Oh, classic. So that's, yes. Now, Gretch, it's been so fun to see everyone's one-word themes for 2020. So we just wanted to uh, share a few that struck us. Yes, we heard from people who picked the word processes, nourish, consistency, strong, grit, pause, complete, conquer, graceful, clear, resolute, stretch, success, and inspired by 2020, Focus. Mm, 2020 vision. Yes. Focus. Those are fantastic. I love conquer. That's like. That's powerful. Very, yes. It's like you explode. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. love it. And Hal, who's turning 35, had a phrase, feel alive at 35. I love anything that rhymes, so I like that one. Mm-hmm. 
And Andrea said, this year I picked the word counterbalance. 2020 is such a perfectly symmetrical year. My original thought was to pick the word balance or symmetry, but then I realized balance and symmetry are not achievable in life. On any given day, something is always out of balance and learning to live with being out of balance is really what I'm looking for. So I chose counterbalance. My goal is to recognize and be mindful of what is out of balance and do something to counterbalance that and bring myself a little more joy during those busy, busy days ahead in 2020. I thought that was just a great idea. And then Katie had an interesting solution. So Katie had two candidates that she was choosing between uh, that really resonated with her. One was relax and one was strong. And initially she couldn't pick. And then she writes, I was talking to a friend about my two words and how I liked both of them for different reasons, but they seemed completely different and I didn't know how to choose. She told me to try looking them both up in the dictionary to see which one resonates more. I did and was floored by how this illuminated my words of intention. Wow. Who knew all of the meanings that strong has? It was a clear winner for me. Mm. Uh, I love this. And so um, I looked up your word, lighter, and I was reminded by something that I knew but hadn't thought of in this context that it's something that lights things on fire. Oh, so, yes. Lighter. You are a lighter. Yes. You know? Yes. You are like lighting stuff on fire. Yeah. And, you know, a, a listener emailed um, to point out it's also connected to lightning, which oh. is my personal symbol. Yes. That's right. Yes. Ooh. Now, I got to admit that my word... <laughs> My word is not expl- exploding out in different with different cool metaphors like yours is because yeah. infrastructure. I mean, I looked up infrastructure and it's the basic physical and organizational structures and facilities such as buildings, roads, power supplies needed for the operation of an activity, society, or enterprise. I mean, I don't see oh that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's not as poetic. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. But it's a, still a good word. It's the word you need at this time it's, in your life. Absolutely. Okay, so Elizabeth, this week our Try This at Home tip is to improve our posture. Yes, and Gretchen, I know you put this on your 20 for 2020 in the health and exercise category to do back exercises. Yes, and and having heard that that was one of the items on my list, many people have contacted me to say, like, what exactly are the exercises you're doing? Um, So I wanted to explain because apparently this is something that a lot of people are interested in in, uh, are interested in improving their posture. So how did you know what to do? Because you have your list of exercises. Yeah, our dad works out with a trainer. And one of the things that they were working on for him was posture. And he was very pleased because he really actually did see results in his posture. He could see over time that his posture was improving. And so when we were in Kansas City, Eliza, Eleanor, and I uh, met with a trainer to say, well, what, what should we be doing and can we do it on our own? And so he showed us a very simple set of exercises that we could that we could try this at home um, every night to, to work on our own posture. Yeah, and Gretchen, this is so important, not just because you look better when you're standing up straight, but it can po- bad posture can contribute to neck pain, back pain. I recently found out it even affects your voice um, oh, really? because we... We talked about this on Happier in Hollywood in episode 141. Um, we talked to my friend Amanda, um, who's an actor and singer, and she was explaining that the way you stand can impact the the strength of your voice. Because, you know, I was trying to strengthen my, I've, I've been trying to strengthen my voice. Mm-hmm. So the posture thing really affects everything. Right. 
And back to the vanity. I mean, people really do look better when they stand up straight. They just look more full of energy. They look younger. They just look more graceful. And now I have to say, I really notice it much more. I'm now that I'm paying attention to it. And so there's sort of two sides to it. There's the slump shoulders where you're just slumping forward and then the head jutting forward. Those are the two, yes, those are the two things. That's what I do. Yeah. Well, I do both. <laughs> but yeah, Gretchen, I would say even like more than Botox or fillers, however anyone feels about those, standing up straight is something you can do, you know, for free, um, with the, you know, without any medical consequences that makes you look younger and more refreshed. Yeah. Now, it turns out bad posture can be caused by many things, but in part, it's muscle weakness and muscle tightness. And so the exercises that we're doing works on those two issues. And I do must, I, I have to say, th this is for whatever it's worth. This is what we do. This is obviously not medical advice. This is just, it, so many people ask, I'm just saying, this is what we do. And I will describe them, but you can see, you can look up kind of more complete descriptions at backintelligence.com. There's a ton of information there, and I will post a link in the show notes to the part that describes these particular exercises more exactly, like, you know, where's your thumb and all that stuff, and has has uh, pictures that you can look at to make it clearer, um, and that's on backintelligence.com. So I will describe these exercises. I will say this. Usually Eliza's away at college, but she does them when she's around. And Eleanor does them, and she's been very good sport about it because she's not enthusiastic. And when I told her I was going to be talking about this on the podcast, she goes, well, people's children will not thank you because she, she <laughs> thinks people will try to get their kids to do it. But I also think it's sort of a generational thing because I remember when I was young, mom was always like, stand up straight, stand up straight. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know, get off my back. And now I'm doing the same thing. There's something about when you're young, you don't value posture. And then when you're older, you're like, good posture is so important. So I don't know what that is about, but <laughs> Eleanor, I, she she does them, but she has not embraced. I don't think she she doesn't desire posture the way I desire posture. But she's, yeah. she's being a good sport. Yeah, and one of the things I think the trainer said was you really need to do it like every day. Yes. It's not like you can do it for two weeks. I mean, yes. you really, it's got to be consistent, which yes. is, of course, makes everything harder. Yes. Yes. So we, yes, we are really trying to do this all the time. So there's the exercises and the stretching. It's funny, we're better at doing the exercises, even those are more effortful. Somehow the stretches don't feel as real. And I feel like we're often mm. like, eh, or we just sort of forget them. And the exercises, you're like, oh my gosh, we got to do that one. And then we got to do that one because they're, they're a little bit harder. So the first thing we do is called neck forward flexion. We stand against the wall, push our heads forward, and then tuck it back against the wall, touching the wall, using two fingers to tuck back the chin. And we do that 30 times. And remember to keep your chin down. Okay. We do the shoulder blade squeeze. We hold our arms to our side. Then we squeeze our shoulder blades together by bringing our arms back with the thumbs pointing backward. We hold that for 10 seconds, rest, do it again. And we do that 10 times. That's hard. Then we do the wall slide exercise. We stand with our backs against the wall, kind of, you, you like put your, you know, when somebody says, put your hands up and you put your hands up, mm -hmm. go into that position, move arms against the wall so that the elbows and the forearms are against the wall. This can be tough. Some people can't do that. And then slowly slide our arms up straight and then back down again. This sounds easy and it looks easy. 
It is not easy. <laughs> we do this. No, ten- I can't get my. I'm still working on just getting everything to touch the wall. Yeah, it's not. It's not easy. So we do that ten times. Yeah, these are hard. Okay, so what about the stretch? That's the strengthening yeah. exercises. What What are the stretching exercises? Yeah, and I think this is really, really important. And we this is making me want to be much more consistent about this as well. So there's the upper trapezius stretch, which is when we put one hand on the opposite side of our heads and then bring the head toward the shoulder, kind of do that sort of to the front and to the back, just kind of stretch out the neck. Uh, The doorway stretch, this actually feels good. You stand either in a doorway or in a corner and you put your arms up and then you lean forward to stretch out kind of the upper part of your your chest. And to me, that feels really good. Which is it prob- sort of looks like doing a um, push-up, only you're not actually doing a push-up, you're stretching. Yeah, and probably the reason it feels good is because I'm so tight and so, and like slumpy. Also, mus- massaging the chest muscles to help loosen them, just pressing against them with the fingertips. And same thing with the neck, just poking at them with the fingertips to try to loosen up those muscles. I'll post a video of me doing this, and then as I say, I'll post a link also for where you can see a list of these kind of back exercises. Yeah, and I think people, you you think stretching isn't important for posture, but but once you understand that if the muscle is too tight, it yeah. just can't go back, it makes perfect sense that you need to do the stretches. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they're both important. I mean, Gretch, what I like about this, and I mean, I think it's very um, applicable to dad who loves to live in an atmosphere of growth. Yes. It's like, it's you talk about it for happiness. You always want to be living in an atmosphere of growth and improving your posture is just one of those things you can do to feel like, hey, I'm like improving myself. Yeah. And it's free and it's healthy. <laughs> and it doesn't take that long. Yes, and I don't have yeah. to change my clothes. Yes, and I don't have to buy any special equipment. Yes. Um, So let us know if you do try this at home and how improving your posture works for you or if you have other posture-improving exercises that you like that you'd recommend. We're still, um, we're all about the posture. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or as always, you can go to happiercast.com slash 261 for the links that I talked about, the video, and everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a birthday celebration happiness Attack, but first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team. And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. And now it's time for a happiness hack. I love this hack. Yes, it comes from Holly. She says... I recently celebrated a milestone birthday, my 40th. I'm an introvert who doesn't like big parties or being the center of attention, but felt it was important to celebrate this birthday in a bigger way than other birthdays. I didn't want to have a party with friends and knew that I mostly just wanted to celebrate with my family— However, even this meant about 20 people. A party at home would mean I still had to be on and engaged. Going to a restaurant would be expensive, not to mention time-consuming, in the search for a place. So I came up with the idea of an entire family photo shoot. Getting everyone together for this was something that I had been meaning to do for years, and spending the money on this instead of a dinner or a party meant that I could have precious memories of my birthday captured forever and also give a gift to my loved ones of treasured photographs. We spent an hour at sunset in an orchard getting photos taken of all the different family combinations, the couples, the kids, the grandparents, and everyone as a whole. I felt so comfortable because the focus wasn't on me per se, but it was still a special event in honor of my birthday. We had many laughs as the photos were being taken and were able to mingle and talk as different family members got their photos taken. All in all, the afternoon was so wonderful and the photographs that we have as a result are priceless. Everyone I have told about my celebration has remarked on what a great idea it was and that they want to do it too. I think it is a great alternative to a party for those of us who want to celebrate in a quieter way. I mean, this is brilliant because it's it's keepsakes, it's irreplaceable gifts for other people, it's a, a kind of a family adventure, It's and it suits her. So great. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. That's a great idea. And now for a know yourself better question. And I think you and I are going to be different on this one. Do you relax better when you're at home, just kind of chilling out? Or when you go on vacation. How about you? I definitely relax more when I go on vacation. Now, see, and I, you? I love a staycation. I, I relax better when I'm at home. Interesting. I, you know, and I think this is an area where it's easy to assume that, oh, everybody feels this way or you should feel this way. But this is an area where people just have a different feeling. Yeah. See, for me, Gretch, the hotel room is like I have a Pavlov dog <laughs> response. Like I walk into a hotel room and I'm immediately relaxed. That's yeah. why, like, I'm not someone who likes staying in a condo ah, because a condo doesn't or, relax me. Or like or Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. No, ah. I like a hotel room. That's where I feel relaxed. And why do you think that is? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just that space 
doesn't house my worries and anxieties, I guess. You know, one weird thing I have noticed about myself is that when Jack and Adam and I go away on vacation, so this doesn't apply to me being in a hotel for work. That's like a totally different thing. But when we, the three of us go away, even for a night, I never turn on the TV. Ah. I just want to read. When I'm in a hotel room, I want to read. I do not want to watch TV if I'm on vacation. Why do you think that is? That's so interesting. I don't know. Maybe I use TV to distract myself from worrying or anxiety. Mm. And so if I'm not feeling worry and anxiety, I don't feel the need for television. Is all I can think of. Interesting. And also, like, I think, I guess I associate reading with relaxing. Yeah. So if I'm relaxing, I want to read a book. Interesting. So I don't know. But what about you? Why do you um, like to stay at home? I guess I think I feel the leisure more when I'm at home. Because it's like if we're away from our usual, you know, ordinary day and schedule and everything, then I just feel like, oh, we're in this new place having this new agenda. Mm. It's different and it's fun and it might be relaxing, um, but I still feel like, oh, here I'm doing it. But somehow when I'm just nesting at home, like I always think of it as puttering when I'm just sort of like Mm. not really doing this, not really doing that, just kind of moving around, but without, but with leisure, I just feel it more. I feel the leisure more. Um, It just makes me feel, and I always just have like a lot of little things that I kind of want to do and and just getting them done makes me feel good. I, I I find it very relaxing. Well, it's smart to think about what the people in your life find relaxing because say you want to have a romantic mood with your partner. Yeah. If, you know, if they are more relaxed at home or at a hotel, that could, you know, impact how they feel. Right. Because someone like me might be like, oh, let's not make plans. Let's just stay home. And I'm not realizing that someone else, like Jamie, definitely, he loves to go away. Whereas if I want, if what I'm really trying to do is to help him relax, then I need to be like, well, let's do what's most relaxing for him, not think about what's most relaxing for me. This is a great example of where you don't even really understand that people might feel differently about it because you just, you know, you we it's so easy to assume without thinking about it that probably everybody feels the way I do. Well, probably yeah. they don't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's interesting. It I is? like anything that has us thinking about relaxing. That's yes, good. yes, yes. Wherever it is, relax. And now a listener question. As always, you can leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is also 77-HAPPY-336, or you can send us an email or a voice memo to podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Yeah, and Gretchen, this week's question comes from AJ, um, who titled her question, Terrible T-Shirt Trauma, <laughs> which we love. We're like, well, this is, we got to know what this is. Yes. Um, she says, I work in an elementary school and we love to celebrate all the little things. Most of the time, I 100% love it. However, one habit that our school has adopted is a t-shirt for everything. Examples, we have a first day of school t-shirt, a hundredth day of school t-shirt, a last day of school (laughs) t-shirt, Christmas, Dr. Seuss, drug-free, kindness, Earth Day, Valentine's Day, and the list goes on and on. Don't get me wrong, these days are worth celebrating in an elementary school. However, I struggle with this for many reasons. One, I don't like to store the T-shirts. I have an entire dresser drawer dedicated to school (laughs) T-shirts. Two, usually I only get about two to three wears out of them due to them being a yearly type of celebration. Three, call me vain, but I don't like wearing a unisex type T-shirt. I feel ugly and blah. 
Four, I'd rather spend $10 on a special coffee treat or pretty much anything else than a T-shirt. <laughs> My dilemma, most of the staff usually buys the T-shirts, then there is a faculty photo posted to social media. So I feel badly each time there is a decision to be made about do I buy the T-shirt or not. I know I'll be one of the only ones. I know I'll miss the photo. I know I'll be walking around that day not in the special T-shirt. Do I put out a vibe that I'm not a team player? Does anyone really care? Not everyone buys the t-shirt, but most do. In case you haven't guessed, I'm a rebel. So what can she do about this terrible t-shirt dilemma? Well, I really feel her pain because there is nothing that I would not want, even beyond the money, which the money is one thing, but just like having to store them and house them in, and you don't even like them that much. It just, it really would, it would really irk me too. I, 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 I'm, I'm with her on this one. Yeah. Gretchen, I keep thinking, um, can she do something else that sort of seems festive without having it be yeah. by one of the t-shirts? Like for instance, we were thinking if she wore just a white T-shirt or a red T-shirt, you know, something that sort of went with the the new T-shirt and then in the photo, like held a sign like happy hundredth day of school. Right. It would sort of it might seem planned like, oh, this is, you know, the, the design of the photo. Right. Right. So you're getting into the spirit of things because you're like wearing red for Valentine's Day or green for Earth Day. And then you've got your sign. Or like along the same lines, if it was something where there would be something else you could do, like wear a headband that had hearts on it, you could show your spirit in a different way. Now, that's harder with something like 100th Day, where there's not a lot yeah. of the garb out there. I wonder if you could get people to convert to wearing pins instead, because pins mm. are like, they probably are, co I don't know what they cost, but I bet they cost about the same, and they're a lot easier to store. Um, That's true. You, everybody could have like a hundredth day pin. Now, Gretch, my thought is that there's probably a lot of other teachers who feel the way she feels. Yes. They don't want to say anything yes. just the way she doesn't want to say anything. Yeah, nobody wants to be um, the killjoy who says, yes. why are we all wearing Dr. Seuss t-shirts? But how many people actually want to do it? Because it is expensive to have to, have to buy like 10 different t-shirts or however many. And Often in these situations, there's like one driving horse. <laughs> it's really and that into it. person who so, is so effective at like yeah. designing a T-shirt and, and telling everyone to buy the T-shirt that no one feels they can say no. So I would say if she could just kind of casually without, you know, seeming judgmental about it, find out if other people agree with her. Then again, if they all like wore the same color white T-shirts or something, it would and a pin, it would it would more feel cohesive than her being the only person not to have the T-shirt. Right, right. Yeah, so asking around and finding out, like, maybe, you know, would people be up for or, or interested in a different kind of way to show that school spirit, she might find that there's a lot of people who feel the same way she does. Yes, so... Good um, luck, AJ. Good luck. With yes, I think, Gretchen, you would feel exactly the way she does if you were in this position. For me, it was just the drawer. She lost me on the drawer. I'm like... Yeah. I got a whole drawer yeah. of school T-shirts, and I mean, you know. So, yes, if anybody else has any suggestions, let us know, of course. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a demerit that I think she's given herself before. But first, this break.
I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Yes, this is a repeat demerit, and it's not a it's not a it's not a focused demerit. It's just a general demerit, which was I was just crabby, and I was just mm. did not have so good self mastery. I was just being crabby. I was just walking around that I could feel myself. You know when you know you're doing it. I was walking around yeah. the apartment, and I was just picking on everybody, and <laughs> like. Jamie made roast chicken for dinner. I'm like, I don't even like roast chicken, which is true. But still, he had just made roast chicken. So it's like not a good time to raise it. I mean, I just like that kind of thing. Or, you know, um, haven't you finished that already? I said that to something like to Eleanor. It's just like, that's just not a nice way to put that. And I get the demerit comes from I was fully aware that I was like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. it was just like, OK, get a hold of yourself. You know, why do you think you were being crabby? Do you have were you uh, tired or hungry or stressed or I don't even know. I can't. I mean, I think I was just crabby, you know, just yeah, free, free floating crabbiness. I know. <laughs> but then it's spreading, you know, emotional contagion. Yes. We really do infect other people with our emotions because then they start. Jamie's like, well, that's not a very nice thing to say. And then I had to apologize, blah, 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 mm. you know. So anyway, well, here's my suggestion. Next time you're doing that, take mom's advice. Uh, take a shower. But I Remember, hate that's taking what mom showers. Thinks you, well, that's what mom thinks you should do to, to, to get a lift. Take a shower. But I don't like taking showers. I would feel crabby. Maybe go to your office and, and read a short story. <laughs> go read, read some Harry Potter. And speaking of reading, I 
I'm setting up your gold star, which I love your gold star. What is your gold star? Okay, Gretch, I am giving my gold star to The Stand, a book by Stephen King. This is not a new book. Most people have read this book at least 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, It was... It was, it's super, super popular. I mean, it's still super popular. I had never read it, okay, because I have nightmares and I was always worried it's going to give me nightmares. But the day came, I, Sarah and I are waiting to hear if our pilots are going, if we're, yeah. if we're going to be able to make either of the pilots we wrote. And it's, you know, I just said, I something has to get me through this time. And yeah. I just decided I'm going to read The Stand. I have the unabridged version, which is, I think, like almost 1,200 pages. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just sitting in bed. I'm reading this book. Um, it is giving me nightmares, I will report. But are you, are you um, enjoying it? That's the downside. It? I, of course, I love it because it's great. It's very distracting. You know, it's an he's an incredible storyteller. Yeah. So, of course, it's great. Yeah. I remember I read it when I was out of college and was, you know, working. And I stayed home from work one day to finish it because I simply mm. could not leave the house until I had finished it. Yeah, And, you know, he is such a good writer. I feel like everyone thinks of him as a great storyteller. But Stephen King is a really good writer. And he actually made me think of something that Joss Whedon, um, who created Buffy, said to Sarah and me, which is that in writing, it's emotion and clarity above all else. Ah. And I think Stephen King really gets across emotion and clarity. He's a very crisp writer. I remember you guys talking about that on Happier in Hollywood, and it really struck me that those are the two elements. Now, I, it's interesting because my, my, my children's literature reading group, we just read The Body, which is a novella Stephen King wrote, which actually became the movie Stand By Me. And um, it's not even really kidlit. We sort of a friend of somebody just really wanted to read everybody to read it and talk about it. So we were like, okay, what sort of it's about? It's about kids. It's about kids. Um, And yeah, and it's so good. It's so good. So you haven't read The Stand? I highly recommend it. There you go. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Improve your posture. Let us know if you tried it and if it works for you. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, our engineer, Bob Tabador, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please give yourself a gold star by rating or reviewing us. It really helps other people to discover the show if you rate and review. The resources for this week, if you would like a signed book plate, maybe you're thinking ahead to give one of my books as a gift for a spring birthday or Mother's Day, you can request a signed book plate now. Go to happiercast.com slash 259, and I'll have a link in the show notes. It adds a special touch, but unfortunately, this is an actual thing that I will mail, so I can only do it for U.S. and Canada because of shipping costs. I am sorry about that. Also, if you are looking for ideas for a reading for a wedding, if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources, there's a PDF of the wedding readings that were suggested by happier podcast listeners and from me and Elizabeth, too. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.
So, Elizabeth, have you really been having nightmares because of the stand? Yeah, I mean, I basically am just dreaming, you know, that like everybody's dead except me and a few other people. And what makes it really bad is that it's like people I don't like are the ones <laughs> left. So um, I wake up like completely freaked out and I like have trouble getting back to sleep, but I'm like, I've got to finish this thing. So I'm just accepting that I'm going to have nightmares until I'm done. But you just can't, you can't resist. You got to read it. Yeah. Well, I'm 650 pages in now, so I'm not giving up. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.